You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 125. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Jen Snyder, the host of Creating Your Own Path, and each week I share conversations with those working in various creative industries. We cover a lot of ground on this show, but the ultimate goal is to unearth the stories of others so that we can uncover and better understand our own. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. All right, we are back with another episode featuring documentary director Sammy Abdu. If you are just finding the show, I highly recommend you go back and listen to last week's episode first. It's episode number 124. Um, Just do that before diving into this one. Everything will just make a lot more sense. On today's show, I am talking with Sammy about his side projects, what they mean to him, and how he fits them in while he is working some seriously long hours as a director for the show Intervention. We also talk a lot about the magic of Los Angeles and some of its dark sides and why being a solid human being is crucial when you're looking to be gainfully employed in the entertainment industry and honestly, pretty much any other industry. (laughs) All right, let's get to Sammy. I kind of want to transition into talking about some of those like smaller side fun projects. (laughs) Yeah, Um, for sure. So we've already covered a lot uh, about some of the larger projects you've been working on, but you've also had an opportunity to do some smaller projects in between seasons. Like you were talking about, you've got kind of these side projects that you wanted to do over the weekends and other things. So Mm -hmm. um, what have been some of the most memorable smaller projects you've worked on recently that you can share with us? So one thing that I've worked on recently that was my own personal thing was actually a um, show that I created, a documentary series. And it gave me the opportunity to go to Standing Rock um, and film like a rough pilot there. And uh, it was amazing. It was, I mean, not only phenomenal just to be there, and to see what was happening, it, I mean, it was like nothing I've ever seen before or experienced. It was, it was its own like country in a way, you know. It was just it was its own culture. Like it was, I've never seen anything like it. Um, but you know, just the the opportunity to create something like that that was mine, you know, was really huge. And to see it come together, it's my. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to share with people. I've I've never gotten a single bad reaction, and I'm. You know, still shopping it around, and I've gotten really good responses from production companies, and it's given me access to, you know, executives and and um, and people in production companies I've never worked with before. So it's it's been great. I'm very proud of it. It's definitely one of my most proud achievements. Yeah, and then um, even these short films, you know, I it's I haven't. We're still in pre-production. So, you know, I haven't made them yet or anything, but um, I'm just excited. I feel like I'm working with already co-writing with some of the most talented people I know. And um, it's all going to be very unique, original storytelling. And it'll be insanely challenging for me, um, which is terrifying and also exciting at the same time, which is a good feeling. Because to be honest, the thing about television that gets kind of tough and it's something that you have to really be careful with as a creative 
is uh, you're doing the same project for an extended period of time, and it's really easy to get comfortable. And it's re- I mean, you're it's just, it's a stressful job, and especially in the world of like docu series and you know documentary work stuff like that. It's, you know, obviously every day something's different, but you definitely get into a rhythm. You know, especially when you're dealing with the same content, you're having a lot of the same conversations. You know, you're kind of expecting the same answers, things like that, and you know, it's really easy to kind of get comfortable um, and have a lot of other sensibilities kind of get dulled. So it's nice to have, you know, a side project like these short films. It's like a a mini trilogy that I'm doing pretty much that um, gets me like scared again, you know, and makes me comfortable and, you know, like reminds me that there are other parts of me that haven't been used in a while and I get to use them again. It's like, I hope this doesn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of people who are listening can probably relate to that. No matter what field they're in, you know, when you're doing something that's maybe a little outside your comfort zone. Totally. um, And and it's all like it comes from your brain. Totally. (laughs) Um, It's super scary, but um, it's so cool that you're working on those things. And so I have a question, though, about because I, you know, I have questions about like L.A. and all of that stuff. But how do you find most of your work, whether it's a small um, side project like going to Standing Rock, which, again, was like a huge, probably very momentous side project. Um, mm-hmm. It's what I would think it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you find these opportunities and these this work, whether it's working in TV or it's, you know, doing these side projects? Is it mostly like word of mouth and references at this point for you? Or, you know, do people post stuff on Craigslist? Like, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm very fortunate in that 90% of the work I get is word of mouth, you know, or just people that I've worked with before that get other opportunities and want to bring me back, you know. Um, and especially, you know, in this field, like, people not only care about the, the work that you do and what you're capable, capable of, but they also really care about your personality and who you are as a person. That's actually something that I think most people – outside of Hollywood or outside of the film industry and even in the film industry, I think don't understand or um, don't value enough, um, which is like personality goes a lot further than most would assume, you know, especially if you really think about it because, you know, I'm spending months with these people, you know, and, and, doing like 14 to 16 hour days. I mean, the longest work day I ever had was 22 hours, you know? Um, <laughs> that's really <laughs> <so> long, Sammy. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, you're spending so much time with these people for such a long period of time that if you guys don't mesh well or don't like each other or if you don't have a good personality or you're selfish or you're impatient or abrasive or anything like that, mm-hmm. like no one will work with you. You know, like if you're like an amazing auteur filmmaker or screenwriter who maybe has the shittiest personality in the world, but is delivering Oscars left and right. Yeah, that's different. You know, (laughs) that's different. But for the average person working in film and television, personality goes a long way. So I've been fortunate enough to be able to meet some really great people um, in the field 
who, you know, trust the work that I do and trust my capabilities and, and talent and I don't know, keep paying me to do stuff. So, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's basically like be a good human being and be good at your job. Yeah. That's the ultimate sweet spot. Okay. okay. <laughs> if you could be, if you could be a decent person and be enjoyable and be talented, then you're golden. Awesome. Okay. No pressure. No yep. pressure there. Anybody who's listening, um, just go for it. Yeah. Um, so for the, speaking of those who are listening, um, for most of those who are listening, their career, you know, might not be dependent on location. Um, so they could do their creative work from just about anywhere if there's a market for it. But for you, and this is maybe an assumption for me, but I'm assuming that LA is kind of essential <laughs> uh, in what you do. So I mean, how important has it been for you to be in a city that's known for entertainment in, in order to just make a living? Oh, um, honestly, it's like it's pretty much necessary, you know, and, and it may not necessarily have to be L.A., but it needs to either be L.A., New York or Atlanta. Um, oh, Atlanta. You can. Okay. Oh, yeah. Atlanta is like actually tied with New York when it comes to uh, film and television production. I had no idea. Yeah. I, I went I was, to Atlanta. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. I was actually um, in Atlanta earlier this year for two and a half months directing a new series. Oh. Yeah. So um, Atlanta is the spot right now. But um, Plus, it's just yeah. such a cool city. I know. I actually really fell in love with it. It kind of ruined LA for me, to be honest. Uh-oh. It did. <laughs> Uh-oh. Watch out, yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> See how he's coming. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, but no, like honestly, it just, it's tough. You know, there are certain things, there are certain aspects or, um, positions in the industry that you can do remotely. I mean, honestly, really, that's only writing. Oh, interesting. And you could only do that for so long. So, but what about like voiceover or no voiceover? Maybe they want you to come in the studio and do it. Yeah. Here's the thing, to be honest, that why I, I say you have to come to either LA, New York, or Atlanta if you want to do film and television within the States. It's partially because of all the opportunities are here. You know, I mean, this is like the big leagues and, you know, it's just, there's just a lot going on and you just don't want to miss anything. If you're really dedicated to your career and your craft and you made that decision that this is what you're doing with your life, you just have to commit and just move. If it's something that you're just trying or dabbling or, you know, if you have like restraints like family or things like that, sure, 100% work with what you got. And it's not impossible. It's 100% possible, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. The thing that makes moving to places like L.A. important when it comes to the industry isn't that, you know, the work is here. It's that all the people that want to do what you want to do are here too. Yeah. And my favorite thing about LA, and there's a lot of stuff I hate about LA, a lot of stuff <laughs> that I hate about LA, but my absolute favorite thing I love about LA and it, uh, is that there's a magic. I actually that... have a question about the magic. Sure. That's the, my next question. Okay. I love that you went into this <laughs> uh -huh. because when I came down to L.A. a couple of years ago, I definitely mm. noticed that magic. 
There's mm-hmm. like like a symbiotic nature to the relationship between the entertainment industry and just about everything else in the city. Yeah. And it was like everybody wanted to collaborate. And I don't want to like over glamorize it because quite right. frankly, it should not have taken me <laughs> 45 minutes to go to exits I'm just saying but um (laughs) like can I just get to Burbank please um but anyway so (laughs) but it seemed like no matter where I went or who I spoke with um and yourself included there were just like a lot of collaborations going on across different industries and so unpack the magic for us just a little bit like will you share that experience of the creative community in LA yeah definitely so the the magic really uh, comes from just you never know what's going to happen every day, you know. I mean, it's as basic as you never know who you're going to bump into. You never know who's going to connect you to who. You never know you, what call you're going to get. All of that. Like I honestly, this is probably sounds bizarre to everybody else, but I get excited when I get calls from unknown numbers, and that I love checking weird. my email. <laughs> It is weird. I know. I totally I understand. And I love checking my emails because um, I get like random calls from people that recommend me to things and I get emails and, you know, like it's just you never know what you're going to get. And I, I know I'm like probably making this sound like all super cool and magical. And, um, you know, I don't mean to glorify it as well, but that's just the truth, you know, and that's just for me, like LA sucks and the industry sucks in a lot of ways and it's brutal and it'll, you know, beat the crap out of you 100%. Um, but you know, there's that magic to it, that aspect to it, that's just undeniable. And it's, that part's exciting. And the thing is about the industry, even in LA, you know, where most people would probably assume that you know, most people trying to make it in industry are jaded and Hollywood and things like that is if you have a good idea, like people will give you whatever you want, you know, and I'm not talking about like money or anything like that. I'm talking about if I went to my friends or even strangers, if I posted on, you know, some of the uh, like industry websites that I have this thing that I'm doing and I'm looking for a cinematographer, I need a sound person and I need hair and makeup. This is all I can afford, but this is a passion project. This is the reality of what I'm dealing with. Like you will get people, you will get strangers that will do it. They'll donate their time, they'll donate their gear and they'll do it just because they want to make something cool. You know, they, they believe in your idea and, you know, I just think that it's, it's impressive when you really think about it, you know, that working in an industry that where most people tend to be jaded, it's true. Most people are jaded and, um, you know, and everyone is like, tries to fake it till they make it and things like that, that you can find genuine collaborations just based off of a good idea. You know, so, which is cool, you know, like my shorts, I mean, I'm paying for it myself and I don't have any money, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I have some money, but not like what I should have to properly like pay people until like do it the right way. But people just like my idea and they want to do it and they're willing to like use their weekends, you know, yeah. give me like their gear and all that stuff. And that's like huge, you know, and people take advantage of that. 
they do, they they do. You know, people will like ask you to do stuff for like little to no money for the sake of exposure or right. credit. You know, even like some of the biggest television shows will pay you a terrible rate because they know you want the credit. Oh, right. They, they totally take advantage of it. You know, it's huge. So but, that's like the dark side of the magic. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very dark in that respect. Yeah. You know, but um, but if you, you know, avoid those people and those production companies and as much as you can, you know, sometimes you just can't. And you find the people that really do have good intentions and just want to make good work. I mean, you'd be surprised what you can get away with. It's pretty... It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, and it, it that was something that I because I you know I interviewed people across several different industries, um, and it was so cool the vibe I got. I didn't expect it. I expected I expected the jadedness, you know. Or mm-hmm. I expected people to be jaded. I expected um, maybe people to be a little bit more competitive versus collaborative. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't expect them to be so like warm and welcoming and <laughs> ready to help with whatever. And, right. and I definitely felt that way when I was there. So, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool that that is something that, um, you find, you know, when you're there, you can have access to that. I was going to ask you a question about whether or not you feel like it's possible to be successful outside of LA, but you kind of already answered that. Um, yeah. the other two options are New York and, um, I mean, it is, it is possible. Like, here's, this is what I will say though. Like, honestly, and again, this goes back to the benefit of our time and technology and the internet and all that is this is probably, this is the first time in the history of film and television where you could technically do that. Like you could be successful, um, anywhere, you know, you really can, uh, especially with like YouTube and self-distribution and contests like like film competitions right now and like screenwriting contests are as big as they've ever been and people are like kickstarting their careers because of it um and you can do that from anywhere yeah i guess that's true i guess that's true it is democratized a little bit but but i yeah. do think that there's some value like you said in in being around the people in your industry yeah um in order to understand really how it all works. Okay. Remember, if you want to learn more about the things we mentioned in today's show and more about Sammy's work, you can find it all linked up over at creatingyourownpath.com. On next week's show, we are taking a turn to some more serious topics like racism in America, what it's like to be a person of color living and working in our current political climate, and how all of it, you guys, seriously, all of it, is affecting Sammy's life and his work. So I'm American, you know, I'm more American than I am Lebanese in my eyes because English was my first language. And, um, you know, when I go to Lebanon, I'm, I feel like a foreigner, you know, and here I really haven't up until now. This has been, this has been like in the 31 years I've been in this country, this has been the first time I have felt uncomfortable and unwelcome please don't miss next week's show you guys it is too important and we all have to be willing to really not skip over the hard stuff these hard conversations if we're going to come out of this as better stronger humans as always friends thank you for listening and i will catch you next week